0: Hey, good afternoon everybody. This is Hanukkah, the time of Sha'asun Nisim Mavaseinu by Yomimei So I thought we'd talk about something related to Nisim. There is a bracha that one is supposed to recite when they encounter a place where a miracle happens. Someone just happened to have asked me, Shaila, about this bracha. A dear friend of mine, Rabbi Stephen Janikowski, was frying something, also another Hanukkah connection, he was frying something in oil in his kitchen and uh, a massive oil fire uh, broke out in the kitchen and it burnt uh, all the ceiling in the cabinets and everything, and he got massive burns on his arm, and, uh, and he was in the hospital for weeks, with grafts and everything, and uh, the, 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 there was one uh, drop of oil that hit him, like, right by the eyebrow, another centimeter, and he would have lost an eye. So he wanted to know, every time I see my kitchen, do I need to make a bracha? <speaking in Spanish> uh, because uh, he feels that a miracle, that he was uh, miraculously saved, and that none of the children were in the kitchen, that it was, uh, you know, that it was a miracle that he was saved. So what exactly are the uh, gedarim of such a bracha, so the source of this bracha of Shas is the Gemara and bracha staf Nun Dalid Amud That if a nace happens even to an individual, the Mishnah talks about a neis happening to the Tibor, to as Yisrael, but even to an individual, if a nace happens, he recites a bracha in the place where the miracle happened. Shas Olinace by tells us on the top of Nun Dalid says that all of the brachas that are mentioned in that entire parrot are all supposed to be recited b'shemu malchus, even though none of them appear in the Gemara. To be b'shemu Malchus, but it's just understood that of course they're all supposed to be recited to Shemu Malchus. And the Gemara gives three cases, three examples of Nisan that occurred where a person is required to make this pracha. One is a case of Ahu Beber Aryeh, that a person was attacked by a lion, and some the and somehow he managed to outmaneuver or escape the, the a ferocious lion, and he, he survived. So that's one story of a miracle. Another one is Marbury Ravina was died of thirst, and a spring of water just appear, appeared out of nowhere. So that was a great nason. He was saved from that. And the third story, where the same uh, Mabred Ravina was attacked by a wild camel, and then an opening appeared in a wall where there didn't seem to have been one previously, and he was able to go in and to hide and to uh, to avoid getting killed by the uh, the camel. So the third story seems a little bit similar to the first two stories, but the idea is uh, might be that it, that it was the same person that the second and third story happened to, and that he... And that each place requires that, uh, that bracha, even for the same person. So the question is, okay, so what's the geder of a nace? What kind of miracle would warrant reciting such a bracha? So the Shulchan Arachim, in Reish Yudches, quotes two opinions. First shita, he says, Yeshomrim, sheinu mevarech al it has to be a nace that's beyond what normally could happen. Uh, but a nace that happens, you know, all the time. Let's say there were people that were that attack you at night, you get mugged. So you feel that you're in danger, and you are in danger, but you end up not getting killed by the muggers. You don't say it a It's not really miraculous that the muggers didn't kill you. It's it was just, uh, you know, you're very fortunate that Hakadosh Baruch protected you, and that the uh, and that they didn't uh, they didn't harm you. And that's the opinion of the Abu Dram in the name of the Rashmi Lunil that it's got to be a nais that shalob b'derekh to say a bracha'an but a nais that's uh, that's mina uh, you would not say a bracha'an There's a Medrash khum and Parshas v'ayichi and Simiyud that says that Yosef said the bracha when he saw the bar from which he was uh, he was saved. So Meshchachah points out beautifully. He says if you look at that Gemara Shabbos that says Habar uh, Rekem. It was Amr Rabbi Tanchum. Rabbi Tanchum is the one that says it, so. He says because Rabbi Tanchum is the author of the Tanchuma says the Meshechachma and therefore he assumes that it was a, it would warrant a bracha. Because it was takah miraculous. It was like a lion that there were nechashim that, that were there in the bar. But then the, the Shulchan says and he just leaves it like that. that there are those that disagree that think that any type of nes even one that's not beyond the mina beyond what uh, uh, what, what would normally happen in the world uh, it would still require a bracha so the Magan Avraham on the spot, and Sivkat Niyad Bey says, lo matzasi mi shecholek. he says, I never found anyone that says that, I don't know who the yescholik is, it doesn't say it anywhere and and he says, anyway, it doesn't make sense sheikh Yalla ladas kari neis davashu how can you call something that's bederah a neis and say a bracha or are you going to say shasli neis pamakom uh, if you look at the base, he'll say if he's referring to a revash, but says the Magan Avraham that rivash is about birchasa gomel it's not about birchasa neis you could say birchasa gomel even if there was no neis but you can't say shasli neis when there was no neis however we happen to have the Miiri, and the Miiri is of the opinion that even natural miracles are included that there are some neisim that are more that happen with natural means and the Miiri, that's uh, so the yesh Cholik, there are rishonim that are in that category of the yesh Cholik. halach the says v'tov shemu malchus if it's actually shalok so then you would make a bracha b'shemu malchus. But if it's k'minu Golam and Ace that happened to you, it would be without shemu malchus. Rav writes, for example, if a person was hit by a boulder that was falling down the side of a mountain or he's run over by a speeding car, that would qualify. That's because normally people die from such things. Other examples might include if you fall off a building, a person gets caught in the rubble of a collapsed building and, you know, there are two survivors out of the 200 people that were in the building and he's one of them. Something like that being shot at and hit by some Bullets or uh, you know the really terrible car accident where they look at your car and they say it's a miracle that you're alive. Uh, but examples of what wouldn't qualify for a bracha b'shem the Shulkar says, is getting mugged. If a person is mugged, that's not the one to qualify. A person, even though some of the posts can say, falls on a train track and gets up before the train gets there, that's uh, that would not qualify. That's not outside of minaka olam. Uh, so the truth is, probably it's best for a person not to make this decision on his own, whether whatever he experienced is. Um, uh, would qualify, because there's a bias, right? Meaning a person feels that whatever happened to him was miraculous, and he feels that he wants to say a bracha. So probably a person should consult with, uh, with the Rav to make sure that it, uh, that it actually qualifies. Now there is a lot of detail given in the Sefer Piskei Chuvas, he d- categorizes seven different levels of miracle, and which one requires Shasli nes, which one only requires Hagomel, which require neither. Okay, so Sham. Now how often does one recite the bracha? Let's say a person experienced such a nase. so Shulcharach in Reishit Chesiv Gimmel says that just like with all of these brachos, uh, that uh, that when you see something impressive or somewhere impressive, it's only if you haven't seen it in thirty days that you would have to say the bracha. However, the Mishnah says that your first time seeing it could be within thirty days. Meaning, let's say you're in the hospital and a person uh, had a nace and he was saved and he was in the hospital for two weeks and he comes out of the hospital, so he goes right back to that place that he had just seen two weeks ago. So that time he could say the bracha, but then going forward, it's only once every thirty days goes through, and how do you calculate the 30 days? It's not what we would call in English, 30 days later. It means, says the Magda that you need to have 30 full days in between the last time you saw and this time you saw. So the last time you saw the place was on a Sunday, Four weeks later, on a Wednesday, would be your first eligible time that you'd be allowed to uh, to recite to recite the bracha. Magna, uh, Magna points out that for thunder and lightning, we don't, and earthquakes and things like that, we don't have that thirty day uh, waiting period requirement because he says it's not the same thunder, it's not the same lightning. It's your first time seeing that lightning or hearing that thunder, so that's why you don't have that thirty day uh, waiting period. Shulchan <laughs> and then go so far as to say that not only does the person who the miracle happened to say a bracha, but Kol Yetsa that the descendants of the person say a bracha. Magnavram says that that includes even those who don't owe their lives to that miracle. They don't owe their existence to that miracle. Meaning, the miracle happened after they were already born. So even if their father would have died, they would still be here. They still say that bracha, Magnavram writes. Shulchanarch says even a Talmud would say the bracha if it's a place where a nace happened to his rebbe. And not only that, grandchildren, Yotzei Recho implies grandchildren as well, to the Mishabura, What about great grandchildren? So that's a Machlokas we've shown them. whether great grandchildren would say the bracha. Mishabrura says the way we parse that out is that if it's a person who owes his existence to the miracle, then he would say a bracha. So for instance, if my children were to visit uh, Buchenwald or Auschwitz, so uh, my grandfather was saved. So that would qualify anyone who survived uh, those places, is uh, would probably qualify as uh, as a nace. It was that people were able to, uh, to survive. So uh, uh, so they would probably still say the, say the bracha because uh, my parents were only born after the uh, the, the Holocaust, after the, the survival um, so w- what else can you do, let's say your miracle doesn't qualify for uh, bracha, so is there anything else that a person could do instead of the uh, bracha, so certainly a person should be filled with gratitude, but there are concrete suggestions that are made by the post rashid Sam Reish Yudchas, Sivkal Lambe says, give tzedakah to a tal- to, toward Talmud Torah, and toward yeshivos and you should say, hareini nosin Zelit toda so I'm giving this Siddaka and let it be in the place of a Toda that would be chayiv in the Smana Migdash. So, some suggest you could say the Parsha of Karban Toda, maybe a little extra Karvana during Mizma the Toda. Maybe Mizma the Soda should actually be said with a niggin. It's the only, because the Shulchan Aruch says it's supposed to be. The only part of davening that it says in Shulchan Aruch that you're supposed to say with a niggin is Mizma the And uh, no one never said I've never even heard of a tune for it. Uh, so, But that probably we should. Uh, uh, be on that if a person has such a uh, such a hakara. <coughs> I heard Rav once commented that in uh, that, that they used to joke in the mirror that it was such a liturgical place that the only thing that they ever sang was Alei Tzion and Tishabad. You know, but uh, so we you, you sing uh, uh, Mizmor L'Soda. So maybe that would be a, a good suggestion, or donate something that that will benefit the Tzibur, or uh, mark the miracle each year on its anniversary with extra Torah and hoda and actually a beautiful passage. In Khazonovady on Brachos on Page Shin Lamid Khaz where of a recalls his own illness and uh and how he was very very sick and he had to go through a complicated operation. And uh, he says uh he was out of it for the entire Khodash Tishrei in the Yartofshin S Samzain and he says, Ya sorry you sirani kavala mabislo ni sanani, obhazde ashemizbar chhazarti ma'athibriusi, I was able to regain my health, he says Ubuzhust fila sarabim shenhzer's rakom zahisil rahme ashemisbarath and he, he, he says lat, lat, anishav, I was able to come back I was able to come back to my strength and he uh, writes this, uh, this very moving um, uh, this very moving uh, statement about how grateful he is to the Ribbon Shlom, so that's something that a person should certainly have a Hargasha for that uh, es Hashem. Now sometimes people are very disappointed not to say a Bracha because they feel that whatever they went through would at least warrant a Bracha, but it, you know that's not really an excuse for a possible Bracha Levatal nor does it absolve one of the requirement to give proper hodaah. In other ways, meaning take all those feelings of wanting to say a bracha. A bracha is the easy way out. Take all those feelings and do one of these other things to suggest to uh, to show proper akharasatov to the rebbe. Okay, have a great.